the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. What's going on? Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Man, I'm excited. I got Coach Travis Bush. I don't even usually call you Travis. <laughs> That's like the first time I said, you know, it's always Coach Bush, man, of the UTRGV Vaqueros. Can you say it the right way? Because I can't say it the right Vaqueros. way. Vaqueros. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm trying. I'll try. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm, I'm happy. This is this is big time to be on this with Steve, too. This, you're, this is awesome. I, yeah. yeah, so I'm, yeah I'm, I'm fired up. Let's yeah. let's go with that. This is big time. It is. You're big time now. No. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. How did this happen? You are the head coach starting a brand new Division One program. How did this happen? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, like like you know, we we're talking. You know, God God has a plan and, yeah. and and puts things in your life. And and you know, normally at the time, you know, you're not expecting it. And as soon as you get comfortable, He's going to throw some kinks and things and yeah, and make sure you're not comfortable. But uh, no, it's uh, it's amazing how things work out and um, and such a blessing and uh, an opportunity to. You know, to to start something again, uh, to work, really work with some great people. There's some amazing people down there um, in the university and <clears throat> really in the Valley in general. But yeah. uh, the people we work for down there at UTRGV are are amazing. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to be so much better from being around them. And um, But, you know, chance to be around family and, and had some um, some health problems with my parents, you know, over the years. And now to have a chance to almost see them daily. You know, yeah. and, and we've yeah. gone – you know, months, years, sometimes without seeing each other because of our Goodness. profession. Um, so it's um, it's 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 really been a, a, an amazing, amazing uh, experience, and we're really excited. Yeah, man, that's and I, and great. From and a lot of levels, you know, a lot of different yeah. levels. Yeah, personal, family. I mean, all that, and D for D as well. Oh yeah, you know, and, and you know, her to come back and and uh, and be around her family as well. And yeah. so there's there's so many different aspects of it. It's uh, you know, it's truly uh, truly God's plan. Yeah, it is God's <laughs> plan. I love it. Well, I want to tell people. Um, I know we've got some good friends watching and everything, but I want to tell them a little bit about you. So I'm gonna go on this camera. I'm gonna go over here, Mark, for a second, uh, just to say about Coach Bush, just some of his background, um, where he's coached, and starting like going backwards, Canyon Cougars High School, and uh, did a great, amazing job there. Assembled an amazing staff, and uh, just some fantastic success there. So I'm gonna keep going. Before that, Seguin, and that's where I first got to meet you through Peanut Butter Bowl, and I was just, you know, I got to be careful how I put my words, but I was. Really impressed. I've met a lot of great coaches, and every once in a while, somebody will just really stand out. That's where I mean I'm being careful with my words because I don't <laughs> want coaches saying, "Am I one of those guys?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, coach." Uh, but uh, you really just something about you was like, "Man, I like this guy." And I had heard about you before. I told you this one time through a common friend, uh, Derek Ray, 
who you recruited his son, right, to UTSA mm-hmm. or Texas State, one of those. I can't remember exactly, but Texas UT- State. Oh, Texas State. Okay, okay. So he had told me years ago, just man, I mean, when our girls were playing club volleyball together, this guy is a great coach, great guy, I love him, you know, these sort of things. And then I it just got my antenna. And so I like started following your career. Saw you at UTSA, then saw you go to the University of Houston. So I'm bouncing around on the bio because Seguin and before then, though, um, now I'm going to throw out some just random sort of times, but University of Houston, Texas State, TCU as a GA? Yes. 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 And the marksman's very excited because uh, you were on the Buffalo Bills staff. Uh, for uh, for a year. He doesn't have a <laughs> microphone going, but he would love to just jump on one, I bet, and have a bunch of questions. So, man, uh, that is quite a career right there, just uh, all the different opportunities that you had. And, of course, your dad is legendary <laughs> Texas high school football coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's – I can't remember where he is in the top ten of wins, but he's he's there, right? Yeah, he's uh... – I, I don't know where. I know he's got oh, we all close to 300, you know, somewhere Shoot. between the 270, 270-something. But he uh, – 42 years as a, as a high school coach and uh, has definitely earned his respect. And, yeah. Uh, and I, I remember there was a time when I started working for him. I, I did – first year, I did work at San Marcos High School, first job. I always, oh, that's I always right. wanted that's to right. coach with him. You'll play wow. for him and you wanted yeah. to coach for him. And there was, there was a time – and there may be more now, but there was – literally 40 of his previous assistants that were head coaches at that time in the state of Texas. I mean, it was, that's, that's the thing that he, he did probably the best other than, than organization uh, was, was really groom his coaches in, in and build, build a tree of um, assistant coaches that went on to be head coaches. Oh man. Um, I want to see that. I want to see that as a tree. I mean, that's crazy. That's so many coaches. Yeah, and that was a long you know, and then yeah. there, there's others. Of course, I was one of them. You know, when I became a head coach at, at Seguin, so that that added to the list. But yeah, he's uh, it's it's been based. That's that old that slot T mafia too that you that you hear about in the state of Texas. So he's so did he create the slot T? I don't I mean, know. I, if you ask him, he probably says. He- <laughs> No, I think he, you know, it was kind of back in the 70s. They, um, you know, he was on staff with Doug Etheridge at Port Nature's Grove. Uh, in okay. fact, they won state in 1975. Okay. And I was born the day after. No way. Okay. Was, uh, okay. Uh, the story from, from childhood. But that's, uh, um, and then the next year he got his first head job. And, uh, okay. But, that, but they was kind of created back then uh, with those guys. Okay. And I believe that staff had a huge part of it. Yeah. Okay. Your mom held off by one. I mean, she held off like she was not going to let you come into this world until they got through state. It sounds like. Yeah. He was, he made it back. I guess they had to drive a bus back from, from Texas stadium. And then, you know, yeah. he I think they got in about three in the morning. I was born about five. So it was, it was oh my good timing. Gosh. Yeah. That's, that's pretty great timing. So talk to me a little bit about what you learned from your dad as a coach. I want to talk about some of the influences that you've had. I know you've had many over the years um, to get where you are today, but just your dad himself, what sort of things do you share? Not the slot T. I know that much. Not the slot T. Oh, yeah. You know, and it goes back to, to being a, a child and growing up. You know, I grew up in the field house and, and grew up in the side. Of course, back then, you know, they, they worked so so many more hours. They didn't have – uh, you know, they had to watch no the, restrictions. They, they, you know, millimeter, sixty millimeter film. Or, oh you know, yeah. yeah. But I remember, um, you know, I used to just go to the field house because that was the only time I could see my father and hang out. And 
I would literally roll one of them carts back there and, and put that film together just to watch football games back then. But uh, wow, you know, and they and so there wasn't the the you know technology resources we have now that kind of speed up speed up what we do. But um, no, but growing up really in in on the on the sidelines of you know started out in far, but Alice really Alice in the eighties, you know, in in, in the tough culture. Uh, they had and and that that team in the 80s was mm. known for you know one of the toughest teams wow. uh, in the state and and really in the amazing group of coaches he put together and, and and the kid but watching those programs and and the passion the effort and the the tenacity and the just um, really yeah. built my passion for football. Really, you know, coaching did it, it really yeah. at that age, and then we went on to Greg at Portland. Greg at Portland in the nineties, you know, we were powerhouse in the state, and we were ranked, and you know, we'd always have our battles down there with with Cal Allen, and you yeah. went, went to the semifinals a couple of times. And wow, you know, it was, we played in the Astrodome. That was a big time back then. That, you know, we, is, that was, we make it, yeah. make it to the Astrodome <laughs> before the Alamo Dome was built. So right. everything was in the Astrodome. But um, no, I mean, just really. Um, you know, the, the work ethic, the details, the organization, yeah. uh, the love for kids, the love for coaches and, and really that passion for the game and, and, and not just not just coaching football, but building mm. men, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and the way he structured the program and things we did and and the things you learn that it was is life lessons. And, and really, yeah. that's what we've modeled our programs after is is really you know, it goes back to to what they did. And I know he, he, and I remember when he was a coach, he went up and, and, you know, got a lot from DW Relich, you know, yeah. and then drove okay. up to Judson and they hit Judson the playoffs and, and, uh, and getting knocked out by them a couple of times, but, <clears throat> you know, and, but that's where it all goes back, you know, to, to the genuine roots and, yeah. but, but really, um, focusing on, on developing fundamentals and building men, you yeah. know, and, and that's what we control more than wins and losses. That's what we control on a daily basis as a coach. Right. And man, I, I've got to witness that firsthand just since I, mean, I live across the street from Canyon high school and got to be on the sidelines of several games and just watching you and your coaches and then uh, doing coaches outreach with you and your yep. coaches, which has been phenomenal. Um, you know, doing weekly Bible study and just having a blast, uh, just diving into God's word with you guys guys and then just watching you and your staff love those kids and interact with those kids in a really special way i mean it's definitely not just about football i mean you guys as as coach garcia would say don't get it twisted i mean you guys are out to win but uh but man you you love those kids really well i mean so that's that's a credit to you and your coaches yeah and and that's you know that's you kind of, and we you all start out, you know, young in, in our profession, and it's all about, you know, it's, you know, it's all about winning, and it's all yeah. about, you know, the the next step, and you get to, I think, you get to a point in your career, you realize that, you know, you've you've learned so much, and now the biggest part of our job is to give back and and to teach, yeah, and to and to help others be successful, help others grow, help others yeah. become head coaches, et cetera, you know, that's kind of, you know, we kind of get to that point. I think that's where we're at. Yeah, that is that is exciting. Well, I want to talk but about – now yeah. let's go back to you because you're, you're, you, you've said all this about me, but <laughs> you are one of the most influential men in my life, and, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, I had a chance to, to brag on you a little bit, but glad that, that you – Popped into Gain High School to talk about peanut butter bowl one day, and that's led to a friendship, a respect, and, and our coaches' outreach. But I mean, you are you are the definition of energy. You're the definition of passion, and uh, and I want you to know I love you, and, and our staff loves you, and we're excited. Uh, you know, excited yeah. for everything. You you know, you've been a 
you know, I don't know if we tell you enough how, how much you've influenced us, and we really thank you. Well, man, I, I really appreciate that, and, uh, man, that's just a real blessing, so thank you very much. And I, I, I love what you've done at Canyon, and I love that uh, Comal ISD has, you know, put Coach Leonard, who you pretty much anointed, you know, I opened up my Herald Zeitung, and it's like, uh, yeah, this is the guy, so I'm, I'm well, glad everybody saw it that way. I, I didn't do anything. Yeah, that was all, you know, you know how it is. Coaches, we get head coaches, we get way, way too much credit. But the assistants yeah. do all the work, and that was amazing staff. You know, they just let me make a decision every now and then. But they, they did all the work. Uh, you know, excited for, for Coach Leonard. You know, he'll do ten times better than I did. But that, that staff, you know, is, is truly amazing. And, again, go back to administration, great people. You know, you've met Dustin Davis and Heather right. Sanders, Brian oh, Martinez, yeah. all them. I mean, they are phenomenal people, uh, and they make that place go. So it uh, – but, uh, again, credit to those those coaches and those those kids and what they've done there. Man, you just said something that spun off like eight different questions that I have for you. One is just – and then I want to go back to your kind of coaching life because I know that you've shared with me that, you know, you started off young and here we go, and there was a transformation that happened along the way. So I definitely want to talk about that. And maybe we'll go there first, and then I want to talk to you about the staff that you're building for UTRGV. I know you've been able to make some hires. I think one more was just announced today. Hey, so we're, we're, we're quadrupling our staff daily here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're up to – we've got three assistants, and, of course, John Simmons is our, uh, our chief of staff and operations. So we got five. You know, we're, we're five deep now, baby. <laughs> you're rolling deep. You're rolling deep, Coach Bush. So you want to talk about that, or do you want to go back and talk about kind of some show? of it? <laughs> Tell me. So let's start with, um, man, just going back to as you were developing as a coach and just, you know, you were, I mean, that kind of that transformation that sort of took place at a certain point. I don't remember exactly when, but I know you kind of pivoted on your approach to coaching. Yeah, you know, it, um, oh, there's a lot in, you know, in many different directions you can go and, yeah. excuse me, with, uh, you know, with coaching, but had, you know, had an opportunity to work with some amazing people. Mm. And, uh, you know, started out there at TCU with Patterson, Gary Patterson's first mm. few years. And, and that staff was phenomenal. And, you know, David Bailiff, who, who brought me down to Texas State, was oh, on that staff. Okay. And, okay. Uh, you know, one of the greatest coaches I've worked for with, with Dick Winder, you know, the late mm. Dick Winder. And oh, yeah. had a chance to learn from him, especially about coaching quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, Mike Schultz, their offensive coordinator, and Dan Schultz. Mm. I mean, the, the list goes on. I mean, it's just guys that were there and, and had a chance as a young coach. And I think the 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 – the good thing I had as a young coach, one, starting out working for my father, and then the, the yeah. guys that he had on his staff, you know, look at Jerry Vance, who went on to Liberty Hill, and and, wow. and, okay. and Steve Van Ness, John Hall, those guys, and, 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 and they quickly let me know how much I didn't know out of college. You know, you, you graduate college, you think you know everything, <laughs> yeah. and you're this, this, this cocky young guy, and, and they quickly let me know I needed to go do laundry, I needed to <laughs> put the equipment up, and, and so they, they had fun, you know, uh -huh. putting me to work there in, uh, in Rag on me and then <clears throat> going to TCU as a graduate assistant and back then there was one graduate assistant on each side of mine that was it you oh know, I now, didn't know now that look at the staffs and there's quality controls and analysts yeah. and of course they do so much more too uh, they have they have such a higher workload um, but we had to work I mean we worked our tails off and you yeah. learn to work uh, and, and you had to be accountable for everything and, and learn so many different traits and so many different aspects where there's positions or recruiting and different different phases of the game and, and, um, and of the organization so really you know, just 
you know, thankful and blessed to have the opportunities yeah. to learn all that and then come down to, to Texas State and, and have the ability to, to to start out there. And then you you work alongside a guy, Tom Herman, who was our offensive coordinator when I was oh, receiver's coach. And, wow. You know, really, okay. you know, I, and I was just, you know, and I, Young got, got married, you know, I, I remember getting the, the first full-time job, making yeah. the, you know, I was banking, making $32,000 a year. And so I go, decided to go get married and have kids, you know, it's the, you know what else do you want to do? But, uh, right. you know, and, and, you know, and, and Dee will attest to it, you know, early on in our marriage and, and then she knows and, and, um, you know, she's been behind me the whole way and, right. and especially back then when I was just trying to grind and, and work and learn and, yeah. and I'd sit up there with, uh, with Tom Herman, you know, until one, two in the morning at night, just picking his brain. You know, he'd yeah. be sitting there watching film, game planning, and I'd just pick his brain and just seeing how mm. much I can learn. But, you know, she was allowing that and, you know, and, yeah. and um, to be able to to have that opportunity there, which in really all of that combined is is what helped me be able to uh, take over as a coordinator there for the first time in, in, in 07. 07, you know? yeah. <laughs> wow. So, and, uh, you know, you kind of go through time and, and you've, you know, again, you've, you've, you've worked – um, so hard to grind and just, you know, get that next step and, yeah. and, and, and about the game. And then the, you, you kind of get to a point where you're, you're really getting down on losses and, and, mm. and really it just boils down to, to wins and losses. And I remember mm. that, um, having some good conversations with D and I guess it was 2009. And, uh, of course, both our boys are growing up, but we, yeah. uh, you know, we, we recomm- recommitted our lives to Christ and got rebaptized wow. there in, in wow. Kyle. And uh, and I think through all that transformation and having kids, it really that's what changed your mindset in coaching. You know, it wasn't about wins and losses anymore. It, yeah. it became about about family and about helping uh, kids and helping coaches and helping other people and really just yeah. in and you learn that that there's there's so much involved in the wins and losses out of your control. Yeah. You know, and you right. focus on what you can control every day, and that's that's what you teach, how you teach, what you model for these young men. Yeah, um, because you look back and and how many coaches were influences on our life you know yeah. and now we have the opportunity to be that influence yeah. on them and um and i remember my dad talking about it one time because i remember some some guy came up it was one of his former players and, yeah. and uh you know said hello and then he was like i can't even remember who that is yeah. like, how do you not remember who one of your players is and he was like well i've had ten thousand yeah players They've had one head coach. Yeah, you know that I was their only head coach. Wow. So that that goes back, and that's when to, when you realize the impact of right the the hundreds or thousands of you know through your career of young men that you you could have a positive or you can have a negative impact on right. Um, so that that's really when uh, I think that time when the mindset of of you know the way we coach and how we coach and, yeah. and and what we're meant to do changed about that time. What did it look different like in the way that you coached? If you don't mind me asking, maybe that's one of those dumb questions. How did it look different uh, as you look back on your career? I mean, I do remember one instance because we we were playing Southeast Louisiana. We're at Texas State, and yeah. it was it was a battle, and I think we were up uh, pretty good in the game, and. Um, we were up, I don't know, we were about like 24 points in the fourth quarter. You yeah. Know? And so, like, we're already putting the twos in. We're, we're running this thing out. Well, they come back and they they, oh, no. they score three times, go for two, tie it up. We go to overtime. What? And uh, and so they go in, they score in overtime, and we get the ball back, and we go right down to score. And I remember, because I was up in the box calling the play, so, yeah. so we score. I remember looking out the window, we scored. I was like, all right, we're up first. And in over in the next overtime, and I remember looking down. I hear a thunk, and we missed the extra point. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh. 
and we lose 51 to 50 oh, uh, after being up 20 in the fourth quarter. Um, wow. And that was uh, kind of a, a huge point in that, that 09 season. And, and, uh, and I remember like, you know, I was like, all right, oh, well, okay, well, it's over. You know, I went down and, and found the kicker and, and, uh, wow. you know, and, and grabbed him. I said, Hey, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to win a, you're going to have a game winning field goal for us this year. You know, you keep your head up. And I think wow. I went home and I cut the grass. I mean, I was, and that's when my wife's like, you just got beat, whatever. And you're cutting the grass and cooking barbecue. And I said, hey, yeah, you know, that there's things that, that are out of our control. And, you yeah. know, and obviously you, you look back from the coaching side, you're like, well, we could have done some things different, but you learned that. You know, hey, that that was the the way it's meant to me, and I think the next week we drive out to Northwestern Louisiana, yeah, and um, you know, it boils down to a, another fourth quarter battle, and we kick a field goal, last play of the game to win no. twenty to seventeen, no. yeah, what? and that kicker comes up to me, and goes, "You told me last week in the locker room that we we're going to have a game winning field goal," <sighs> and uh, we still, I still talk to that young man to yeah. that day. You know, he still remembers that time. And, yeah, and but. Words matter. Oh, yeah. I mean, words really matter. Man, way to go. That's a huge win. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, and that, I guess that was a year or two. And, you know, out of the blue, Larry Coker calls at the end of the season. How did know? that happen? Yeah. How did Larry I, Coker? That, you don't know? I know. <laughs> I don't know. He just he called. I'm like, I was like, no, really, who's this? You know, who's, this is my friend playing a trick on me. But uh, no. So, yeah, that's when you know Larry Coker calls the end of the season and says, hey, would you be interested in talking to us about coming to UTSA? And, what the heck? And, uh, and that's <clears> where that, that one started. So. All right, so Texas State. I mean, you have a bunch of success as the OC, a very young OC. But you said you learned a lot from Coach Herman that you were able to apply that then as an OC. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, and you know, worked with some good people again. Yeah. Got to, um, got to, uh, you know, put together a staff. You know, Ben Norton was a huge, you know, and he really helped me a lot. You know, he he's okay. an experienced offensive line coach, but best I've been around. Okay. Um, you know, and we really worked together. We were co-coordinators. We worked together. Okay. Again, I he, got you. He, we were we were a good team. Uh, really rejoined ourselves at, at Seguin. Uh, I got the, got a chance to hire him the last two years at Seguin. What? And, okay. Uh, so we uh, we uh, wow. got the band back together for a couple. Yeah, years. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, you know, and, and hired Kevin Brown, uh, Charlie Reeve, who's now oh. the head coach of Victoria East. Kevin Brown. Just went to Bernie Champion. He yeah. was at UTSA. Um, yeah. So, a great staff. Okay. Uh, you know, there Mike Brello was the was I think the other guy on the offensive side. He was a tight ends guy, but it was a it was a great okay. staff that we were able to work with. Had a lot of fun. Okay. You know, and good good guys. You know, had a great quarterback Bradley George there, who's a New Braunfels Canyon grad. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You just got to like induct him in the Texas State Hall yep. of Fame, right? Yes. You were presenting him or something. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize he was a Canyon Cougar. I mean, it came back to me when I, I saw it. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's so. Uh, but um, I mean, great, great student athlete. I mean, he was a he he pitched in the minor leagues for four years out of high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had a rocket arm. So yes, yeah. we, we were able to do a lot of stuff in the basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now nah, it was good times. You know, it was it was good good. Uh, Great experience, alma mater, you know, and yeah. uh, like I said, and then, then God just throws a kink, you know, you get comfortable yeah. and he throws a throws a kink at you, and, yeah. and here we go, and then we're off to UTSA. A lot of people turn down those kinks, you know, I mean, you're allowed to say no, but what was it about this opportunity at UTSA that you said, yeah, let's go? I remember going back, because I you know, talked to, to D about everything, and I remember going back and forth, and I was like, well, you know, it's maybe we do it's time for something different and you kind of feel like you, yeah. you know you, you need you need something different and, and it, you know when I started coaching in 2000 Larry Coker's winning national championships in Miami yeah and so I've always respected him and and, yeah. and followed him and his programs and you know so the opportunity I felt like you know 
it goes back to, you know, and I was like, well, surely, you know, we're starting a program from scratch. I mean, surely we're going to learn something that's going to pay off in the future. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I remember telling that. Like, that surely if you what? start a program from scratch, there's got to be something that's going to help us get better. And, and it may come back and help us in the future. No way. Yeah, I remember how oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So you make that. Well, we'll talk more about that for sure. Because um, what a benefit now in starting. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's crazy to imagine that you said that. That's really cool. All right. So you go with Coach Coker. How long were you at UTSA? And how? What did you? What are some things you learned? You know, a few things that you're able to apply now as you're starting UTRGV football. <clears throat> well, you have patience. If you start a program, it's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of patience involved because there's just, you know, especially when it's new to the university, there's a lot of things that are new, a lot of kinks. Not not kinks. It's just growing. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our athletic director, Chase Conk, puts it, you know, the best. with It's like birthing a baby. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and you've got you've, you've to, gotta, you know, and, and I don't think you're ever – you're 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 ever really ready. I think it's like you know, like being a father or, yes. or uh, you being yeah. a husband. You can you can study and learn from everyone all you want, but until you do it, you got to yeah. figure some stuff out. Yeah, and uh, and so it's um, you know it's it's uh, it, you know it was a learning process. I I enjoyed it. Um, it really this time like the time now. Yeah, you know, when you don't have which I which I'm gonna do a better job of utilizing. I think um, this time around is. Um, you have an opportunity to do things that you don't normally do as a coach because you're always working. You're, going, you know, going, like we're going. not every other college in spring training right now. We're not. Yeah, yeah. But what we're having the ability to do is go watch spring trainings. You know, oh, we were yeah. at UTSA's practice last Wednesday. Nice. You know, I'm going to spend three days with Tom Herman at Florida Atlantic in two weeks. You wow. know, we're going to have the ability, and our, and our staff is doing the same thing. So you you got the time to wow. To, to go study, kind of reevaluate everything you do and, and really kind of, you know, it's almost like a redshirt year as a coach. Yeah, oh, that's and good. And you get a chance to grow and get yeah. better. Uh, so when you, when, you, when you do get kids on campus, we're doing it better. You know, we're, yeah. we've got, we've, we're all on the same page and you've got a chance to, to really put, put a good plan together. Yeah. So um, also like the fact, I thought it made me a better coach because you had to coach more, you know, especially with mm. a young team. And, 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 and college football is a little different than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you're, you're starting a team with just freshmen, you know, then you really had to code and really you had to teach them, um, everything. Cause you know, normally a freshman class comes in and, and they got the sophomores, junior seniors to show them how to do everything. Well, when you yeah. sign a class here, they are the seniors, yeah. you know, you're, you're signing freshmen and, and we got to be the seniors as coaches. You know, That's we gotta, right. Yeah. We got to show them how to, how, you know, they're supposed to study and, and manage, right. you know, balance their time. So, um, I really like the plan of, you know, you, you don't play games for that first year. So you bring a class in, you just practice, which gives you that time to educate them on college life and, you know, that balancing act of college yeah. and athletics. And they don't have the pressures of, of playing games or trying to compete for, uh, you know, traveling and things like that. And, and, and really, you know, hopefully get them started with it with a good GPA and, and start out on the right track academically yeah. and, and really gets a chance to focus on a lot of those things. Man. Okay. That's good stuff. All right. Uh, just, I want to come back to, uh, UTRGV, but, uh, you go from UTSA, you're there how long about two years. So two the years. practice year and then just the first season we played. Okay. All right. And then you get an opportunity to go to the university of Houston. How does that come about? And, and is that another thing you just felt like, okay, it's the right move? Well, we were really at that time, um, you know, the, the up-tempo air raid offense was really, you know, really taking over. Yeah. And, um, 
And we in and it was really kind of the time I, I was at the end of Tech State. We started doing some of it, and, but we okay. got to at UTSA. We really weren't ready for it yet. Yeah. But I thought after that first year, we were kind of ready to start making the jump. Had a great quarterback with Eric Sosa. Oh, he was really great. good. Skill, skill kids there. Yeah. Um, so we, in fact, I was 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 already meeting with Kingsbury and some people on on getting some some ins and outs of the air raid. Well, that was yeah. when. You know, when they left and went to A&M and, and Coach Tony Levine, who coached me in college at, at Southwest oh, Texas years okay. ago, got the head job. And, yeah. and uh, it was about 11 o'clock at night sitting in the bed, and he sends me a text. He's like, hey, do you know anyone that would be a good receiver coach here? <laughs> I was like, uh, me? <laughs> you know, That's so, great. It was just an opportunity, really, because yeah. it was it was. Uh, I went over there as a running back coach, and and for me, it was again a learning a learning process. Yeah. The best way to learn the air raid is get in the, get in the air raid, yeah, yeah, and, and really get in there. So that was uh, the reason for going over there was to get involved in that offense, which would only expand the you know expand the knowledge I've had, right, and, and help help me bring some stuff to the table, right. All right, so you go over there. When do you get promoted? Like, how many seasons are you at the U of H? Three years. Three years. All right, you go over not as offense coordinator. He was running back coach. Running back coach. Yeah. Is it that first season that first you get game. promoted first yeah. game? After the first, it's just one of those coach. situations where the head coach made a change after the first game, and I got thrown into the fire there after game one. So it was like, game one, you learn you learn fast when you got to jump in the deep end. I want I want to hear more <laughs> about that because to me that's like something maybe you see like on a Friday Night Lights TV show or a movie, and it's like that that doesn't happen in real life. I mean, you guys, first game, you lose to your alma mater when you're the running backs coach. So that's a pretty big upset. The offense struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you become the offense coordinator, and that offense turns it around. You guys wind up, what, top 20 in the nation in offense or something crazy? Like, how do you go from not being able to complete a pass and get a first down to, I mean, how did you do that in a week? There's really no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to go but up. <laughs> I think uh, I look back because we came back, then and the next week we, we – um, it was the first time to to have a chance to call that offense, and I was really like a kid. And I remember I was like, I was just, I, I still tell coach, man, I was just calling stuff. I had no clue what I was calling. I was just going down the list, dialing stuff up, and it was working. And it, was, it was just working. No, we did. We set some NCAA records. That we 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 had seventy seven pass attempts. We were like fifty something of seventy seven. And uh, with, I think we had the most pass attempts with no interceptions at that time. Oh my gosh! And, um, we ran like a hundred and some, hundred and twenty plays in regulation. I think La Tech ran about a hundred. Little, we had the most plays run in regulation. I mean, it was we were both going just phenomenal fast. I mean, it was wow. It was back and forth, but I was just having fun. I was like, man, I finally get a chance to call this. I've been, yeah. you know, studying this offense for so long, and I was just, I mean, we were, but we had a great. I mean, the the system was in place. The, you know, those. Uh, those those players knew exactly what to do. I mean, it wasn't anything I did. You know, it's just you know there was no pressure. I wasn't trying to. You were just just calling plays, man. It was fun. You know, <laughs> it was it was something you did. How do you go? Like, I mean, I want to. When he calls you in and says, "Okay, you're going to be the OC now." I mean, what what was that meeting like? Just give me something. I, w- I want to go in that room and. <laughs> I don't know if I can get into those details, but <laughs> well, no, I, I remember I was like, you know, it was just. I, I mean it. It was. You know, just like I said, it was it was adversity, and and um, you know, as, as we teach our guys all the time, you you attack hard things, and you don't yeah. fear it, and and you figure out solutions, and and you you figure it out, and that's yeah, that was kind of the mentality. Yeah, so. I still I cannot wrap my head around like going from a game where the offense 
really struggles enough to make a change that it seems like to me like to go from that and just kind of get things improved. But you guys went from that to, I mean, you know, top 20 setting records and crazy things like that. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had, you know, we'd, we had, I think we finished five and six or five and seven. We didn't, okay. we didn't make a bowl game that year, but we lost some close ones. Um, and, you know, and it came down to me and we had some adversity on, on the, you know, throughout that first year, you know, it was, you know, one of our players, uh, DJ Hayden, had that, you know, injury at, in his heart at practice and almost, you know, had open heart surgery after practice wow. one day. Was, okay. you know, he, he was uh, that. a blessing to, to survive that. Went on getting drafted after, you know, that next wow. year as well. But, wow. um, you know, so there was a lot of things that, okay. that first year. Um, but it was, uh, no, we had a, had a good staff, good group, like I said, you know, yeah. good. And I think the, the, the that, that relief of pressure, you know, just kind of sure there's, there's no pressure. It's kind of yeah. like, again, okay, that's your interim OC and yeah. everyone kind of, you know, we had fun. We started yeah. making things fun and we just, you know, everyone, everyone just had a blast. How did you make them fun? <clears throat> Give me a story or example of how you made it fun. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone had fun. It used to, everything was fun. Over there. <laughs> okay. That, okay. That, that crew, uh, yeah, I think that in the staffs, you know, previous to us would, you know, they, they really learned to have fun. So okay. I, I think I probably learned more to have fun when I was going to Houston. Okay. Um, because, um, you know that culture there was to to work hard and have fun and yeah. you know they were they were uh, explosive offenses and and they were uh, you know really took uh, uh, took pride you know being being in the third ward of Houston and and yeah. really you know bought into that effect so I you know it was it was uh, it was a good time there yeah and oh. and again you know regardless you you know you, you go to two straight ball games we get fired you know the staff gets fired that's, but wow that's a profession we chose you know that's yeah. college football but but looking back when it changed it um, opened my eyes to a lot of things but you know in in the the other coaches the assistant coaches had an opportunity to work for and learn from um, again every, everything everybody you come in contact with is an opportunity to to learn and get better yeah. so thankful for those experiences you're always learning aren't you you're always learning i learn from you every day I'll tell you that <laughs> what be not like to you do when i grow up what not to do i've told you that <laughs> all right so i didn't remember that year 2 and year 3 you go to bowl games offense prolific but then you guys get let go at the end of year 3 season 3 yeah, i didn't remember that that's we were probably you know we had some uh, some struggles offensively that third year and we okay. were we were in between you know had some made some quarterback changes we were really good on defense okay uh, and coach gibbs and coach Spavadol did a great job uh, defensively i remember that and uh um, and and I learned a lot from them um <clears throat> as well but um in really going back now year 2 uh, co-coordinated with Doug Meacham. Okay. So, so yeah, we brought yeah, Doug yeah. Meacham in. Yeah. So he had been Ohio, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. you know, in the TCU in Kansas. So right. he was another guy, you know, really who probably taught me a lot about the offense, you know, similar yeah. to what Coach Herman did back at, at Texas yeah. State. Okay. So, <clears throat> you know, so great opportunity there to to learn from him. And yeah. then that third year he went to TCU and then I took over. And, okay. And, uh, um, you know, didn't uh, you know, were still growing with with some new guys in positions and things sure. like that, and sure. I was still growing again as as a as a coordinator. But uh, you know, could have could have done some things better and different. But you know, regardless, that that's college football. But yeah, you yeah. know, you still you win eight games, go to bowl game, and <laughs> win a bowl game, and and uh, but um, you know, but that's that's a profession. Yeah, and that's again, um, you know, we we chose it, and that's. That's the way it goes. So it, it's never really a complete surprise, even when you win eight games in your bowl game. I mean, you just know it can happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. We, cho- we chose it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What happens next in your career? Is that when you go to the Bills? or is It that- is. It is. Uh, and that, that was kind of, uh, you know, at that point. Uh, and, 
And that was when I really did, you know, not many people know, I did struggle at that time okay. um, when we got let go. And then it okay. was kind of, you know, really burnt out and, and you okay. kind of, you, you question some things and, yeah. and, and you look at yourself, you look hard at yourself. And I remember there was times where, um, you know, I talk to my wife, like, do I even need to be coaching anymore? You sure. Because you know, yeah. you, you, if you hadn't gone through that, sometimes it, it can be hard, but... Um, you know, fortunately, as as a coordinator there, I was still on contract for another year. Okay. Um, so I did, really didn't um, really didn't um, pursue anything. Yeah. Uh, job wise, um, that hard, and I remember that. And and um, so I I told my wife, I said, well, you know what? We've always talked about becoming a high school coach. And when our boys are going to get in high school and yeah. Trey's a year away, I said it's going to work out good. Yeah. I'll. Um, I'll be a dad this year. You know, I hadn't been a dad in a while, so I'll be a dad yeah. for the, this year. And you know, and and um, and then we'll go see what the what you know what's in the high school game. Wow! And so, but then um, that so was I, that was the plan at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I started coaching wow. Ty's little you know oh third grade gosh. basketball yeah. team, and then uh, you know going to Trey's uh, you know track meets and basketball games, and, yeah. and for me, you realized how much I'd missed. Mm. You know, and I missed all this for so many years, and yeah. I missed these games, and and I remember I was like, mm. you know. It, it's uh, you know, I I guess we kind of talk. I say, ain't, ain't doing anything. I can get used to this. You know, I get used to, yeah, to being a yeah, dad, and yeah, and um, you know, and and really, I, and <laughs> I was coaching ties. I think that springs his seven on seven league, you know, yeah. fourth grade seven on fourth, seven, uh-huh. and we were air raiding the heck out of it. We were running mash, <laughs> we were running stick, and I remember, and we were. That's good. But I'd, I'd go out there and and. Um, I'd get so frustrated with these fourth graders and Dean would be like, they're just fourth graders. I'm like, I, like, I know, but I come from a world when I say something, people do it. And when I say stuff, they don't do it. And I don't know why they don't do it. Uh, oh but we gosh. had fun. I remember Ty was a little quarterback. We were, we were, uh, we were rolling um, in, in fourth grade, seven on seven in the spring. But yeah, and that deal with, uh, you know, Buffalo kind of popped up and, you know, I we talked to today. I said, "Well, we'll, we'll see where this goes, and if, you know, if it if it goes, I'll go up there and, wow. and, and give it a shot. And uh, if not, then we'll just I'll just be a dad." And then sure enough, it worked out about May, and uh, you know, knew it was uh, it was a one year deal, and went up there and learned as much as I could in a year, and then yeah, came back and, and got into high school. Wow! And all worked out timing wise because Trey was a freshman. Yeah, went to Seguin, and and I had the ability to to coach him there, and then. You know, Ty was a freshman when we came to New Braunfels. Right. And uh, so now he's still got two years left. So now, now there's another kink, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the plan was to to stay in high school till Ty graduated, which is two more years. Yeah. And then, you know, didn't see what happens next. I but, didn't know that was the plan. Yeah, God didn't have that plan. <laughs> yeah. How did this UTRGV thing even kind of like – did you throw your hat in the ring? Did somebody reach out? What can you tell us about that? I don't know how much of that is like public knowledge and how much no, how that works. They, they reached out, and that's that's um, you know I remember. And then there's some good stories, and I've known you know you know our athletic director Chase Conk. I've known him um, for years. Um, you know his father is a college coach for years, and okay. we back at Texas State, we'd go against them. They were in our conference and had some okay. good battles with him, and then. At UTSA, I recruited Zach Conk, which is uh, Chase's brother, okay. to UTSA. And so uh, drive up to – drive from San Antonio to Little Rock, you know, to, to recruit him. <laughs> and uh, But got to meet Chase there, and then he's uh, he was a young, young um, admin kind of coming up the ranks there in administration. Yeah. But you could tell he's brilliant and sharp. And then, mm. you know, what he did over there as, he, as the athletic director at, the, at UA Little Rock. Okay, that's uh, where then, he was. And okay. then down to, to RGV. Yeah. Um, he's done a phenomenal job. So there, there was a, a connection there. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he kind of um, touched base a couple of times during the year. And I thought he's just, you know, checking in, like, <laughs> you know, because there's some jokes, you know, he'd be like texting about, you know, hey, congratulations, y'all did a good job. And I'd be like, hey, thanks. You know, like, yeah. Let me get yeah. You know, he'd he'd, he'd kind of kind of laugh about it. You know, thinking thinking I wasn't interested. But anyway, after after the season, so he had you in mind. <laughs> after the season, um, wow. You know, he he kind of they they kind of you know I got a call about if I was be interested. And, okay. And so again, it, it, is that from him then at that point or someone else? Yeah, it was kind of um, it was it was kind of a consultant at that point. Okay. Um, okay. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. But. Um, and and so in really again in talking to my wife I was like well I, you know they're they they're I'm, they're not going to hire me for this job you know and and so I was like you know well if anything let's maybe we can get interview and right. get a chance to interview and then and, and get you prepared for something later experience down, for know, the yeah. future yeah, yeah and and so um, you know and there was a couple of rounds of of interviews and then it got to about the third round where it was a it was an in-person deal and yeah. um, i remember like, well it was i guess the finalists you know one of the four four well, i don't know how many finalists but yeah um i was like well you know we have a conversation with ty because that was the yeah and so that okay. and every decision is a family decision so we talked mm. to ty and, and um i remember telling him hey this, this thing came up and i know i know this guy I have great respect for him i said so if you don't want me to to, to go if you want me to stay here and coach you i'm not going to waste their time wow you know and, dang and, and, Talk about a dad move. Wow. He took about 24 hours. And then uh, he came back. He said, "Yeah, were you, go, go were you sweating it a little bit? Like, man, no, you, you, get, you get like wow. I said, everything's part of the plan. That's and, awesome. And so I wasn't worried about it, and, yeah. and would have been great either way. And yeah, um, but I, I knew I, I too much respect for Chase to waste their time. And uh, I mean, yeah. Ty said, "No, go for it." And I was like, "All right, well then, let's let's go full throttle and let's see if you know see what we can do." And then as it got closer, I was like, "Hey, this 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 thing might really happen." And <laughs> yeah. I remember talking to Ty again. I was like, "Hey, are you sure?" <laughs> Um, but again, it works out to wow. where Good for you know, we're not going to play games for two years, right? So I'm at least not going to miss a game, right? Uh, yeah, of, of one of Ty's games wherever he's at. So um, it's it's just funny how things work. But but you may never get this opportunity. You know, it's, right? You know, opportunities come around, and and um, as as they all have, you know, like you said, and and sometimes that, yeah, um, you know, you can't be afraid to go get uncomfortable and, and try something new. Right, man. Exciting, man. That's, that's impressive. I, I think that you included the whole family. I mean, especially Ty and recognizing just the compassion of your heart as a dad, uh, for your boys. I think that's really, really fantastic. Well, you know him, you know, Ty, he was like, uh, he's like, go ahead. Cause I'll play for you in college. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that speaks a lot uh, about you as a dad, too, that, you know, not every son wants to play for their dad. And, I mean, he's like, yeah, no problem. I love it. Yeah. That's really cool. You guys have a special relationship, huh? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. He's, that kid's an athlete. Yeah. He's, he's tough. He's, he's tough. He's a competitor. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah, he is. I've seen him knock some kids over going back to his freshman year. Like, man, he does not mind dishing it out. Yeah. <laughs> he does not. So is he going to stay on the defensive side of the ball? Do you know? I guess you, that's I think so. Out. Okay, I think right. that's kind of you know he growing up in youth football there in Katy, you know he was he's he's got that that linebacker build. He was always kind of a fullback linebacker. Okay, and uh, I guess when we got to Seguin in, in junior high, yeah, well, even even there, you know, in, in youth football, he he played fullback linebacker, but. You know, in seventh grade, they put him at quarterback because he he could throw, yeah. knew the offense, and so he kind of and, and he was doing good. Yeah. Seventh, eighth, yep. and even ninth grade coming over here at Canyon, and um, of course, you know, this year he was he was backup quarterback through uh, through scrimmages, yeah. And then you know, because Deuce was out, and when Deuce came back, yeah. and 
and um, you know they need some help on defense. So we, right. we moved them over to linebacker week one. Right. You know, and, yeah. And this is about the third series of the first game. I look over and he's out there playing defense. <laughs> I get on the headset. I was like, guys, I don't have to play him. Don't think you have to play him. And they're like, no, coach, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty good. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess. <laughs> but no, he. You know, then the more because it's hard. You know, as, as a play caller, yeah. you know, you, you're into the game, but your your mind is is focused on the next series of what you're going to call. So yeah. I really didn't, you know, have a lot of times where you could actually study and watch the defense. I'm right. just kind of there and going back and forth. And I remember right here his name. I was like, Ty's in there. He made a sack. Oh, yeah, right, good yeah. job. You yeah. know, yeah. So, but uh, no, it, it was fun. It was a good year. I think there was there was probably less pressure on him too. Yeah, you know, there's true. a lot of pressure if you're. That's a good point. If you're a coach's son, there's enough pressure on you already. Yeah. If you're the head coach's son, there's even more pressure on you if as a quarterback. Yep. And if you're not the best one, there is just too much. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. Right. So I think, uh, and, and it really helped him. I think he went over there and he had, he had more fun on you. He wasn't really having fun because I was, you know, so hard on him, yeah. which I am on quarterbacks. You know, you're, you're hard on them, but. Um, you know, I'd have to come home and hear it again from from D at home. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> what did D say? Oh, so I can't believe you yelled. Well, we <laughs> think it through three interceptions. What do you want me to do? <laughs> and you know, just being a mom. You know, mm-hmm. so I, you know, once I, I think you know, it. it was he was on the deep. We all had had a lot more fun and, and could yeah. relax a little more. So things work out the way they're supposed to. Oh, that's good. But uh, but now he does some really good things instinct- instinctively there. Defensively, of course, uh, Coach Decent, Coach Garcia, the whole defensive staff, they did a great job develop- developing him over yeah. the year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he really loves those guys and, and, uh, and has fun with them. Yeah, well, that's good. All right, talk to me about quarterbacks. How hard are you on quarterbacks? Because you had a pretty good one in Deuce Adams. How, how hard are you on quarterbacks? Uh, well, it's kind of all relative. Not probably not I guess as hard I as I used Deuce. to be. I, can, yeah, well, I guess I could get Deuce on the line. <laughs> ask Eric Sosa or John Simmons <laughs> or Bradley go, George. Those go. guys, I'll tell you, I, you know, I've kind of eased up a little bit. But I think you know, you kind of um, it, it's all relative to what they can handle. But you okay. know, going back to what I learned from Dick Winder, you know, you coach them like linebackers, and, and I think really what, mm. one thing we always do, and we coach them really, really hard. Uh, you know, really up until we get get to the season, and then you kind of let them play. But, okay. Uh, you want to put we put as much pressure on them as possible, especially okay. when you're trying to figure out who the guy's going to be. And yeah, and there's just no substitute for experience, especially at that position. Yeah. So trying to trying to manufacture as much pressure uh, situations, you know, okay. even if it's just daily basis stuff, getting in front of everybody, you know, yeah. you know, commanding that room, commanding leader, putting putting them in those situations to um, to really develop their mindset and it's really a toughness mindset you can't yeah. let a bad play get to you You can't yeah. let a good play get to you. you've got to just i mean you, you've got to be like you know i always so you got to think like me you got to be like an mm. offense coordinator you got to think like the like the play caller like the head coach you yeah. can't you you know you are the head coach and you jump in that huddle you everyone's looking to you, you right know? so if you exude confidence they're going to be confident you right. come in they're scared you know, if they see something in your eyes or you look right. panicky, they're going to panic as yeah. as you would yeah. if the head coach was panicking. So, really, just trying to um, to teach all those all the things really that you you know all the things that aren't physical, you know, yeah. and try yeah. to try to and and be as demanding as you can, yeah. you know. And really, I would always just you know there, there would be times and early on, even really spring down there. Why you know why do you yell at them so much? And sometimes you just manufacture stuff. You want to yeah. okay. you want to yell at them. Or I'd, I'd get mad at them. They may be doing everything perfect, but you want to see how they're going to handle it. You know, you try to get under their skin. Can you? Wow. Can you? You know, who's gonna who's gonna panic under pressure? Yeah. Who's gonna who's gonna just blow you off and, and let you know show you what they can do? That, that's what Deuce did. You know, Deuce was Deuce was really good about that. I try to get on. He'd look at me like, yeah, watch this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, here you go. 
But that's what you want. You want yeah. them to have that mentality. You don't want them to get down on themselves or, yeah. you know, you know, and, and, and go in the tank and, yeah. and then the performance suffers. You want them to have that. Uh, yeah. And you need to, to walk on the field thinking you're the best player on the team. Right. You know, and the best player on the field. Yeah. And uh, that you're going to take that. That ball with one minute left and drive it right down the field and score. Right. And which we did several times. Uh, several Deuce times. Did, Deuce did several times. So. Several <laughs> times, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. When, uh, well, I've got a question just about mental toughness. Like, I mean, what is that ability when you get a young man? Um, some of them just come with kind of a in, innate sort of mental toughness, and then others maybe don't have it. And so you got to deal with them a little bit differently to get them up. Yeah. It's uh, and it goes into you know as coaches we're teachers and you get you gotta you look at your students and really yeah. find find you know how you're gonna get this student to learn how you're gonna get yeah, them to good. be tough you know so there's other ways like there's there's guys you can you can really get on yeah and there's some you can't you know yeah. and then you you got to build them up whereas others you got to keep them down but right. it's it's um it's it's um. It's a balancing act, but yeah. uh, everything we do, we did in our program was all about mental toughness and, and really, yeah. you know, handling situations, dealing with adversity, attacking hard things, not fearing. You know, we live in a world where nobody wants to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to do hard things. And, mm. um, you know, if, if things aren't going their way, they want to go try something new. You know, right. so really trying to build that mindset that, that that's, you know, really embracing that process part that yeah. goes into our, you know, win today mentality is it's everything is just, is, is about today and focusing yeah. on today and being the best you can be and competing. And you know what, if it doesn't go your way today, well, there's tomorrow, you right. know, and tomorrow right. becomes today, but it's, you know, and really just building that mindset yeah. um, of uh, really handling, overcoming adversity and, and being able to, uh, you know, to, to stay calm and, when uh, when the bullets are flying, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. let's shift and talk about UTRGV. Are you going to? Do you plan to be the offensive coordinator? Or are we going to Lincoln Riley this thing? What uh, do you know yet? What? Okay, nope. I don't know. I okay. don't know. I I, right. I, I, I do. I, I enjoy. I enjoy running. You know, calling offense. You, you running do. Offense. I have fun with it. It's the funnest part of my day. Um, I I don't know yet. Uh, at this level, it's caught, you know, you know how it is at this level. I always joke them. I said, well, it's, it's hard to fire yourself if you're, you're calling the plays, you know. <laughs> We've so. seen that. I'm not going to name any schools. I, I wouldn't do that to any of my friends around the state. But, no, yeah, we've, but, we've heard uh, about that. No, but we're, we're – um, you know, we'll have an offensive coordinator in the next round of hires in December. Okay. And, and, okay. and ideally I'd like to, to work closely with it but but really turn it over probably. Okay. And, and uh, and be able to to be a head coach. I love special teams. I really. Would. I didn't know uh, that. I, I was a no. I I played an all special team in college. I was a wow. captain of special teams. I've always oh, loved special teams. Man. So oh. you know, my my dream would be to to be able to be really involved in the special teams, which allows you to work with the entire team, offense and defense. You know, right. sometimes you're as a head coach, if you're tied to one side of the ball, yep. there's some animosity with the other side. They think that you only care about one side. So I really I really want to make sure that uh, that we do a good job by the team and and being the the best head coach I could be. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's exciting. I think that's a lot of wisdom. I mean, you're you're a smart guy. So, and I do. I have seen you over the last couple of years. I mean, you're drawing plays like all the time, and it's really fun to watch. But that's that sounds like a very wise thing. I just got to find a coordinator to think like me, and then we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you find that? I mean, and how many people reach out to you and and send you you know their resume or say, hey, coach. I'd be interested. I mean, are you hearing from dozens or hundreds or, you know, like how does this work? Yeah, there's been a, there's been a lot of interest, I mean, from a lot of people at a lot of levels that, that want okay. to be a part of it. And okay. uh, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. 
Excuse me. They know it could be uh, it could be something special, right? Uh, I mean, you look at where UTSA is now, yeah, uh, and where we started ten years ago. So, yeah. I mean, to to have an opportunity to be a part of that, um, there's a lot of a lot of interest. So, and, and excited about the guys we got on board right now, and, yeah. and the guys we got uh, hopefully coming later. Okay. Well, <laughs> tell me about some of the guys that you brought on board. Um, well, you know, the, the, you know me; they're all kind of strategic, you know. So, yeah, it's, okay. uh, you know, the first one was John Simmons. You yeah, know, he's going to be our football operations director. Did a great job. So, John, uh, New Braunfels High School grad. I was okay. uh, watching him uh, when I was recruiting at Texas State. So, okay, he was on our original team at UTSA. Okay, so he was a quarterback. He was in the quarterback oh, I didn't room. Remember that? Okay, he's, he's had some some tail chewed by me uh, <laughs> several years ago in the quarterback room there. But uh, phenomenal leader. Uh, phenomenal person, way smarter than me. Um, but, you know, he adds that dynamic. He went through what our guys are going to go through mm. as a student athlete. So mm-hmm. he can give them that, that, that experience that nobody else can. Yeah. You know, he went on to, uh, with Coach Bailiff at Rice, was uh, operations recruiting chief. At, I mean, all wore all kinds Whoa. of hats there. Okay. He was involved when they built their football facility there. So he was, you know, so he adds a lot of value yeah. coming on the staff. Um you know, and he's he's done a phenomenal job already. That's really, you know, that's why yeah. he was the first one. Yeah, you know, we brought awesome. down because yeah. he does a lot of the off-field stuff. You know, and yeah, and really, um, you know, can can he's going to help me a lot. I mean, I'm going to learn from these people. You yeah. know, I'm, yeah. I'm not coming here with with a lot of answers on on some things or some things we got to figure out. And yeah. uh, you know, he'll he'll uh, he's definitely done a great job of that. Yeah, that's so far. Great. Did hire defense coordinator. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's huge. Brian right? Gamble. Um, What's you know, the strategy there? What's uh, yeah? Um, goes back. I think, and I think John's the one that figured it out. But his his dad was a Texas high school coach too, and his dad okay. and my dad are right there with wins together. Oh, okay. You know? We're gonna so, look this so up. So lucky Gamble back. You know, he played for him at Alto, and he okay. played linebacker at A and M. He's part of the wrecking crew. Was a linebacker okay. there back yeah. in, in, yeah. the, in the late nineties. In fact, I think um, the first year I was at TCU, we played. A and M in the Astrodome. I think it was the last game in the Astrodome. Oh wow! In the Gallery Furniture Historical. Bowl. Oh, and, and he was playing for A and M. He's playing linebacker there um, for that game that year. But he's he's coached at a lot of levels. Um, you know, from D one to junior college. He was on the original staff at Incarnate Word. Oh, okay. So when they started their yeah. program, he was on that original staff. So he's gone through this as a coach. He right. had to order all their equipment, which we're about to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so he's gonna he's gonna add a lot of value there. But been around a lot of different schemes. Uh, very smart, uh, good defensive coach. And uh, you know, really for us schematically, you know, everyone's you know keep asking, hey, are you going to be a three four or four down? Are you gonna yeah. what are you going to run offensively? And you know, I've always believed your your scheme is your personnel. Yeah. And I think uh, you know, not knowing yet what our personnel is going to be. Yeah. I think you we've got to have we got to have the ability to be versatile and be multiple. Yeah. Know? So we, yeah. you know, so we'll have a package that's a four down and three down. You know, yeah. whatever the best you know best we can. Uh, you know, we can put on the field there. We can we can tailor fit to our personnel. Yeah. Uh, but he's a, he's a phenomenal coach and uh, brought in Adrian McDonald, uh, secondary guy. So Adrian played for us at Houston. He was a high okay. school quarterback. Um, high school quarterback turned safety. Yeah. You know, part of those great defenses we had there at, at Houston those years. And I think he still holds the the record for most interceptions in the season. Wow. Seventeen interceptions. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then uh, <clears throat> so. Uh, coach I work with at, at Buffalo took the head job at for the for San Diego Chargers, you know, yeah. right before they left to uh, to L.A. Anthony Lynn. So I went out to uh, minicap in 2017, and of course Amax there, Adrian's there playing. So he got drafted by wow. the Chargers. Wow. He had a chance to catch up with him there, but you know, follow his career. He uh, 
He worked under Zach Spavadal there at, uh, in, uh, and worked with Gamble at Texas State. Okay. And then uh, has been at Midwestern State. But, uh, you know, really it, recruiting recruiting at, at smaller levels, you really got to be a grinder. Yeah. You know, because you've got to work harder. You've got to yeah. – got to evaluate a little better you know we're yeah. not getting you're not getting the five stars you've got to you know you've got to look at at running backs to play safety you know things like that uh-huh. you know and he's um he's a high school quarterback turned safety um with yeah. that that went to you know that that changed positions and um and got a chance to go to the nfl so yeah. really adding that value because we're going to be in a position where we're going to have to uh project young men hey that might be high school quarterbacks or yeah. running backs to play some other things so he's he's an example i think as well of hey you can do this and you can still that's go true. to the next level now that sounds like gary patterson i mean he built a whole program out of taking quarterbacks oh, and yeah. putting them a linebacker oh, defensive line oh, and yeah. wherever no i mean doubt. yeah no that's doubt good. And then uh, last one we're bringing in here right now is, is uh, Jeff Bowen, offensive, okay. offensive lineman. So he plays. Was that for us. just announced today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> he played for us at, at Texas State. Probably the toughest guy I knew. You know, we, toughest yeah, he, guy. He you know, a lot of tough men. He, he's tough. Transferred <laughs> from, uh, you know, he comes in this little pudgy center transfer from uh, East Texas Baptist, and uh, if he's watching, he's laughing because he knows, you know. And, <laughs> And, uh, and and sure enough, he tries out. He makes a team. He earns a spot. I mean, he, he's 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 a little bulldog. You know? Yeah. Nobody was going to be tougher than him. Yeah. He, he earned a spot, earned scholarship. Was an All American. Wow. Um, you know, in the last two years, we were really um, good offensively. We were top of the nation in, in offense and total offense. And yeah. you know, he led that offense as a center, as an undersized center. Crazy. Um, yeah. And remember that last year, he played half the season with a broken snapping hand. And, uh, and three oh slip discs in his back and never missed a snap. What? Know? Couldn't, yeah. I mean, he, you, you yeah, you, he, he's, he is tough. Like, I mean, he, he, you'd watch him walk off the field in between series. I didn't think he was going to make it to the bench, you know, but yeah. he just ran back out there the next series and he'd fight his tail off. And, wow. And, uh, so, uh, but again, Ben, uh, Ben bounced, you know, he GA'd for us there at UTSA. So he was okay. a part of that. Yeah. And then he yeah. was, uh, you know, kind of in the FCS Division II. Uh, worked up to a coordinator um, there in Northeast Oklahoma, but really yeah. again just a, just a grinder. Yeah, you know? and that's what in this original original staff we've got to have grinders. Okay, you know, because there's a lot of different things we've got to we've got to do and a lot yeah. of different duties. And you know it's going to be five of us on the road recruiting instead of you know twelve like every right. other school in the nation this wow. spring. So yeah, but uh, but great staff. There's a connection with everybody. Yeah, um, but uh, I think the bottom line, you know. Uh, tough competitors with great work ethic. Yeah. You know, that's what we want to build yeah. uh, in our young men, and, and that's what we want to hire on our staff. So yeah. that's, that's what we got. That's good. All right. Last question or series of questions. Talk to me about what you think recruiting is. Are you okay on time? Oh, I'm good. Okay. I'm Steve Till. I'm good. <laughs> good. Steve Till time. <laughs> Talk to me about what recruiting might look like and what the plan is. I mean, now I feel like I'm getting into to dumb question territory because, I mean, you get to – I mean, you're going to be signing guys. You're going to be year, bringing uh, them in. Less than a year, yeah. So, less than a year. Okay. You know, kick All off right. in 899 days. So, yeah, that's right. You are the official countdown <laughs> clock. I know you started that. Yeah. So. You, well, I did it off of you. So hopefully your number was right because I didn't go back and look at the There's, calendar. Well, I hope you're right because you know people ask me down there how many days, and I look at your text. They're like, oh, we're 912. You know, so I hope you're right. Cause, uh, so if y'all don't know, he sends me a text every day with the countdown number and a, and a uh, scripture, Bible verse, or some kind of daily motivation, but uh, but he sends me that. So he's had the countdown since nine seventy one, so seventy two straight days. You've sent me. All right, a, I'm trying, man. Sent me a, a message and. What? There's, a, there's, there's, I think it's one day I had to remind you. You did. I, 
Well, you know, there's one when I accidentally counted up just the oh, other yeah. day. I was like, 904 or whatever. You're like, you mean 903? <laughs> I would start going the wrong way. But uh, yeah, I did that based off of you on Twitter, like your press conference day, yeah. whatever number that was. Um, and so as long as that number was right, we're still we're still on target. Yeah. So maybe right. somebody out there is going to go and look at the calendar and make sure we're right. We'll make an adjustment. But uh, yeah, it's uh, man, it's it's a ways to go. But you are you're working hard. So talk to us about what possibly like who do you recruit? What is that going to look like? I mean, have uh, you been able to sit down with your staff and talk about that? Or yeah, a little bit. We're we're not uh, fully in the staff in uh, together yet. You know, yeah. probably in the next couple of weeks, okay. everybody will will get moved down there. Um, but we'll be out on the road. So the the spring recruiting periods from April fifteenth to July thirty first. Okay. I mean May thirty first. But um, I mean, excuse me. Nowadays, there's so much out there. I mean, we we already got um, you know access to everyone's film right now. We've yeah. been studying some guys. We're getting lists. So, it, you know, it just starts out, you know, really looking at the class of 2024. So the juniors right now okay. um, yeah. that are finishing up the junior year. So we'll get a chance to get out, watch them in spring training, start start compiling our top guys, that, you know, that, that we like at each position in the, and then go through the summer and go through the fall, watch them play, and then we'll sign a class next uh, next December and February. Yeah, wow. That'll be the initial class. That's so. that's crazy. I mean, wait, are we talking about this December? Or are we talking yeah. about no, this December. Yeah. So fe- December twenty three or February twenty four, probably more in February. Uh, February twenty four, we'll wow. have a first signing class, okay. and then bring them in that fall. Yeah. Uh, along with with others to to kind of form a team for that practice year. Okay. How many are you allowed to sign? Is it different? Than everybody else, I hope. I hope you get to sign more guys because how, how do you build a program no, otherwise? Yeah, oh, but uh, you also, you know, you got to think long term. You can't just okay. think now. So you've got to okay. think, okay, where do we want to be in four years when we have four classes? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so you look at scholarship numbers and you want to kind of even those out, you know, so you don't want to go take, you know, we only get 63 scholarships at FCS. So, you know, we don't want to put 30 okay. of them in one class. Okay. You know, so right. we've got to make sure that we. We utilize our scholarships properly, thinking long term. To me, I think you know, really having a plan for four years down the road of where we want to be. Now, the the transfer portal does 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 give us a different option yeah. we had at UTSA. So you know, the first two classes, we you know, as as, as we bring those in, we'll we can use the portal to kind of give you some upperclassmen. So the first yeah. year we can, we can have some upperclassmen, which we didn't have at UTSA yeah. starting out. So there's some, there's different options we can use, you know, all that stuff will get worked out. Um, you know, everything, and it's always, it's fluid, you know, some, some things uh, will evolve, they'll change, right. they'll adjust uh, as, as any, any part of this program will, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a plan. We'll have a plan ready. And, yeah. and like I said, eight, 899 days, we'll have, uh, we'll have 63 scholarships somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and la- actually, last thing, just I know the Valley's just been so excited about this. I mean, can you speak to that? Just, I mean, they're just going crazy, it seems like. Well, yeah, ready you asked this. me the, the question a minute ago. I did. Comparing I didn't know if I could ask it on air, Coach. <laughs> comparing the excitement to UTSA to, to Rio Grande Valley. I'm going to say the excitement down there is is a lot – um, a lot bigger, a lot, a lot, um, wow. a lot more for for football. I think, I think you know, go back to UTSA. Like talk about you know with Larry Coker. Larry Coker was a legend. Yeah, I'm not a legend. I think everyone yeah. down there is, day and no, over, day no, and over. <laughs> they are excited about anybody. I think, I think it's it's the, just the the wait so long in football. They love mm. football down there. It's yeah. passion. They're passionate about football. Um, so I think I think the excitement is just it's just crazy over right now. But it has nothing to do with me. It's, it's all about you know the job, 
uh, Chase has done down there, the athletic department, all the other sports, our coaches, the the, the merger between the schools and, and the UTRGV name, we're thinking. Then now we're adding football. I think the excitement is about what what not only the university can be, what football can bring to the university, but really that whole region, yeah, uh, a whole region that that uh, that people have uh, have probably a misconception on too. You know, yeah. with a lot of things you see on the news, but uh, the valley's a wonderful place and right. wonderful people. Uh, you know, and I think uh, I think the biggest excitement there is is a to have college football in your backyard. Yeah. Uh, but b what that's going to do for the entire region in the university. Yeah, you got a beautiful stadium down there too. I mean, I love those Field of Dreams shots. You've been putting those pictures up. I'm sure. You got Coach Bush out there, Field of Dreams style and videos. Some of the great videos that your department down there has done has been phenomenal to watch. Yeah, they do. They do a good job. Our media department does great. I mean, everybody. It's a first class yeah. university, and I think there's a lot of things that that people don't know about, but because we don't have football. And yeah. The same with yeah. UTSA. I think that now yep. every other everyone else is going to get so much more exposure, which they deserve. Right. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm you know excited to have some other guys on staff now, so they yeah. can start putting their face on stuff. Yeah, in mind, you know. Yeah, that's great. Well, I do want to say this though. I mean, I know you're very humble. That's something that your wife and I have talked about on the sidelines during the game. Just your humility, which is something when your wife says it. I mean, you know, it's legit when your your wife says, "Man, it's his humility." Oh, she, she makes sure of it. <laughs> she keeps you <laughs> humble. It look kind of like that. <laughs> Well, uh, I know that uh, you're you're very humble, but I do know even from watching you know your press conference, uh, I did get to watch that live, and your opening, I mean, press conference was incredible. It was one of the, I think it's the best press conference I've ever seen. Like you won the press conference, and I know um, you're humble, but I do know people respond to your leadership, and they're responding to your leadership, and they're going to continue to. Uh, you know, hats off to your AD for recognizing your leadership ability and your communication ability. And I've seen it in so many different ways, whether on camera, but also I've seen you addressing your team after they lose. And I've seen your leadership, um, you know, in, in the fire and you just do such an outstanding job. So um, credit to the good people at UTRGV to recognize, man, this guy is a rising star and, and he's the guy we want. So you're humble, but I, I know they, they made a great, great decision. And, and it's just going to be really exciting to see all of it. So, all right, you got any closing thoughts? I'm trying. I probably have a few other, but that's it. I think. What do you got? What do you got? So Steve, too. What do you got? I'm just excited to be on with you live. <laughs> oh, this has been a blast. This has been a blast. So I know I told you I set you up. I said oh, maybe 25 minutes, but. Uh, we're at an hour and four minutes All right, right. now. <laughs> Seems like 15. It's good. Flown, flown by. That's good. That's good. That's what we want. Now I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We covered recruiting. Got your uh, orange on today. I appreciate it. We yeah. Have, we'll get you some more. When, when yeah. I get down to the valley, I'm going to pick up my polo shirt. I'm going to have my polo shirt, but I still got this today. And we got, yeah, we got our color graphics coordinated. You'll see that later. So all about uh, UTRGV. And, uh, man, you were talking off air on the phone. So when do, when do you unveil helmets and stuff, designs? Because you, you had a phone call, very oh, yeah, important phone call. Yeah, you, I was eavesdropping. You, you've got the first uh, – you've got the insight to what they're <laughs> going to look like. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we've got some things rolling right now and still working through some things. But, yeah, we're going to have some uh, – you know, got some helmet samples we're working on designing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully get those out here before – 
uh, as we get on the road recruiting. Okay. You know, okay. so we'll have some. Uh, but those are all things. You know, you you look at every single yeah. piece of a Division One college football program. We have nothing. You know, so we yeah. got to build. We got to design. We got to we got to plan. We got to order. Yeah. We got to do everything. So yeah, and, and that's the fun part. You know. Uh, I enjoy that. Yeah, I want to say one one other thing. Sorry, I mean, just seeing you out in the community with your community, but also all the other teams. You know, you can tell you're you're not just about football. You're obviously about the university, which I think is great. Not surprising, but great. Oh yeah, no, I, I love it. I'm excited to be to be a small piece of it and, and be a part of it and be a part of that that university when it grows. Yeah, you know? yeah, awesome. All right, any other thoughts? That's all I got. I'm good. An hour I and six so. minutes later. I love it, man. I'm glad it flown by. Uh, has flown by. It has for me. Um, love this guy a lot. You can keep it on both of us. I'll just look over here. Thanks, Mark. Got the marksman doing his magic as always. Good Appreciate job, you. Yeah, right. Man, I know he's he's kind of the real. I don't know what you're doing, here. but you've been pushing a lot of buttons he's and turning a lot of switches. He's making it happen. He's making it happen. Uh, but I just uh, want to say, yeah, I love this guy so much and very proud, I love this guy. Um, man, and just honored to be in your corner, watch what God is doing. And uh, we've been through a lot of coaches, Bible studies together, the staff that you put together at Canyon. I just I love those guys. I mean, it's it's just really special. And I know they're going to continue, you know, to build on what you started and, and uh, it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, there's there's just greatness there and there's greatness now that God's taking you down to utrgv it's it's going to be really phenomenal so uh man yeah i love those guys at canyon so shout out to them as well all right uh man what coach bush is uh is about is impacting lives and i'm speaking for him now making a difference i've seen it up close and personal and he's going to continue to do that and also not just him but those coaches out there that care those coaches that love those coaches that lead Man, your impact is huge. I mean, we are talking about thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people, husbands, um, wives. I mean, the coaches across the board, families, kids, how these coaches treat people makes a big difference. I'll just go back to I love that story about the kicker that you were talking about. Um, you know, doinking that one off and you like going up and building him up. And I mean, that whole thing uh, just makes a difference in someone's life. And I've, I've seen, I've seen other, you know, college athletes that have just been beat down and discouraged. And, you know, that's, that's not what you're doing. That's not what you're about. So how many, um, how, many, how many staffs yeah. do you do coaches outreach with? How many staff do you do? Well, we, five. Five now, staff. Brandeis doesn't do it in the spring, so we're only doing four right now. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll go back to, to five staff. Yeah. How yeah, many yeah. coaches oh, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll understand what you know. Yeah. we learn from you is a lot of things we give back to the young men. So you have a big I piece of everything that. that goes on. You know, and any coach that, that has come in contact with you has been blessed. And uh, I know those those staffs and, and those young men or young women that they're mentoring are, are better because of, of your leadership, and we appreciate that. I appreciate that. This guy, this guy, man. This appreciate guy. That. <laughs> I love you, man. All Thank right. You. Well, what he's doing uh, really, and we, we've talked about more off camera, just, man, his his relationship with God. And I know for me and for him, you know, you go back to how God loves us and the love that he has for us and how he forgives us and how he walks with us and how he's plans for us and how he has a story for us and ideas for us. And it's all those things, ability to see God at work, God's hand at work and being ready to, man, 
kind of like Peter walk out on that water and say to Jesus, hey, if you want me out on that water, I'm coming. And Jesus to say, come on, let's go, big boy, let's go. And, and that's what you've done with answering these calls is stepping out onto the water. So I want to encourage you, maybe God is calling you to something a little different, uh, something bigger or smaller, just different, but God is calling you to do it. So I want to encourage you to do what Coach Bush is doing and answer that call. And you're going to impact lives. You're going to make a difference. That's what he's doing. And man, it's just exciting to see. So the scripture that we are very bold, it comes from 2 Corinthians 3.12. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach out Steve at verybold.com. And it comes from 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very bold radio and podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's word and through inspiring interviews. Go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.